Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. We started going through everything that was there, tracking down every lead. We just started from day one again, uh, just like it would, had just happened. I just never kind of thought I would see this day, honestly. I mean, 15 years is a long time, and after a while, you just kind of start losing hope. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Brittany McLone was 19 years old when she was murdered in East Texas in May of 2007. Since that day, her family has been looking for answers. I never give up hope completely, but yeah, I mean, there's times that it just seems like we're just getting nowhere. But thank God that the new sheriff and all, he's persistent and holding true to his word. On September 1st, the Wood County Sheriff's Office finally made an arrest in the case. And finally got to a point where we sat down and looked at everything. So, okay, well, we're here. We're, we're at a point to make an arrest. And so that's what we did. I know she knew we'd never quit. She knew we loved her enough that we wouldn't quit. We weren't going to just let this person get away with it one way or the other. You know, she's still with us. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. I'm joined now by Mara Lopez, an anchor and reporter at CBS 19 in East Texas, KYTX. Mara, thanks for being here with us. Thanks so much for having me. Mara, let's start with what we know about what happened back in May of 2007. Brittany McGlone was just 19 years old at the time. That's right. She was very young, uh, just 19 years old. I was able to speak to her sister, Hope, uh, and her father, and she was just loved by everybody in her family. I mean, this girl, she was taking a couple of years off so she could work before she put herself through school. That was her goal. And uh, she was dating somebody. Uh, What her sister had mentioned was that she was separated from her boyfriend at the time. And it was just kind of a a messy situation from the moment that uh, she had broken up with him to the moment that um, she um, was murdered. Now, back up a little bit because we have a lot to get to, but she was found, what we know from the investigation, she was found in her boyfriend's bed uh, when everything happened, a very gruesome situation, but they haven't had any arrest with him. Um, He hasn't ever been convicted of anything, uh, just questioned. But the person that was just arrested uh, about three weeks ago, he was somebody that she had known. It was actually very, very confusing here, but it was her boyfriend's sister's uh, boyfriend or lover, 
that that was the relationship there. And so back on May 4th of 2007, and one aspect of the case is that it, it has been 15 years since uh, th- this took place and 15 years of an ongoing investigation, although perhaps more focus on this case in recent years, and we'll get to that and how this all came about. But she was sexually assaulted and bludgeoned to death. I mean, really uh, an awful, an awful murder. Yeah, it was very awful uh, when that news came out and when the autopsy showed everything that they did. I mean, the the way that she was murdered is just something that nobody should go through. Um, speaking to her sister, Hope, uh, she when, when she talks about those details, it still heavily affects her uh, 15 years later. I mean, everybody in the family is, is completely devastated with how this happened to her and just the sheer amount of time that it's taken to just get an arrest for a person that they say has been a person of interest since day one. Let's talk about this sheriff who, my understanding is, not so long ago came into office and basically said this was going to be a priority for him to to close this case. Yeah, that's right. So this is all happening in Wood County. Um, He has been in office for about a year and a half now, Sheriff Kelly Cole. And when we were able to interview him, he was talking about when he came into office, he was presented with some information from the members of the community and the family. And he decided to make it a priority to reopen this case from day one, like had just happened, get new evidence, get some investigations done, question people, and finally make that arrest to give that family some closure because it has been so long and so many administrations before him uh, just appeared to either not put enough emphasis on the case or not necessarily, you know, there was other things going on. And so for them, it was just very low priority. Another part of this is the person that they just arrested. They served him a warrant. They drove all the way from Wood County to Dallas, which, I mean, that's a good two and a half hour drive just to serve this man an arrest warrant and then bring him back behind bars. So the amount of evidence that they had said, he said that it was just time. Have investigators said anything in particular about what led them finally to this suspect now behind bars, Chad Earl Carr? So the investigators themselves have not released details about what exactly led to this investigation. We have not been able to get that arrest affidavit back, which will reveal a lot of the suspicions and the community chatter that's been going on as to why this man was so of high interest. So officially, we do not have anything on record that states why this man was a person of interest in this murder. Mara, what do we know about this suspect and his background and where he's been and what he's been up to for the past 15 years, Chad Earl Carr. So for the past 15 years, this is kind of, um, he, so Chad Earl Carr, he's had a pretty lengthy criminal history. And what we know is that he actually was in prison for some time. He was actually uh, convicted of aggravated assault uh, with a deadly weapon. And this, uh, was back in 2001. 
So he served a number of years and he was out in 2012. So from 2012 to 2022, um, there's been a number of other things that he's been kind of tracked on. Uh, nothing super uh, heavy, but he's just been kind of out there living a normal life for the past, what would we say, 2012 to 2022, so 10 years. And there had been suspicions in the county about him being uh, connected to the Brittany McGlone murder. The main reasoning behind it was the DNA test officially came back negative from the way that, you know, Brittany, the brutal way that she was murdered. But the way that she was murdered fell in line with what he had done in the past uh, when he was convicted of aggravated assault. So it was very similar in style. And that's one of the main points in, in this case. And this is all coming from one of our trust sources. So there's a, a couple here, they're a woman and her daughter, and they have been following this case since day one. They actually did a YouTube kind of mini docu-series about it, went over to the Wood County Courthouse and gathered all of the documents related to the case. They gathered all of the documents related to Chad Earl Carr's criminal history, and they were able to find some things in their independent investigation. And they are one of the main people in the community that decided that whenever the new sheriff came into town, they presented that sheriff with what they had found in the courthouse records and said, hey, this is really something that you need to reopen and look into. And the sheriff, he did that. He doesn't directly credit them whenever we did that interview, that that was the couple of people that did. He does say people in the community and the family, and that's why he decided to reopen it. But there's a there's a correlation there. So Chatter Carr is a person that does have um, a lengthy criminal history, specifically with with women, uh, and you know it, it's going to be up to the judicial system to see what happens when they go into trial and the evidence that they present in front of a judge, and that'll kind of run its course there. But that's that's what we're waiting on at this point. It's one of those cases, though, where it, it has all these different aspects of how something that happened 15 years ago in 2007 uh, was able, investigators were able to, to, to find a suspect to, to put someone behind bars after that period of time. And, and those aspects include community members who didn't let go of this and also a, a sheriff who said, hey, he wanted to make this a priority. That's right. And, you know, the sheriff is just such a big part of it. I think the main thing, if we're going to get anything out of this case in particular with the family and just how close they were to Brittany, when I was speaking to Hope McGlone, which is her sister, I mean, her sister has been heavily affected by the way that her sister was murdered. I mean, for 15 years, she has been worried sick as to who this person is and why they're still out there. I mean, the whole time the sister has had the suspicion that it was Chad Earl Carr. And she was frustrated to see the day that he got out of prison for something that was unrelated to his sister's murder. But 
the fact that he was out there, the mom and the sister both in unison told me they were just worried about what has happened or what has happened that we don't know of in these 10 years. And, you know, we cannot convict people. We're journalists, so we have to do all of our independent reporting. So this is strictly what the family is saying. They're just worried uh, about these 10 years that this man has been free and who knows, and luckily and hopefully nothing else has happened. For them, it's upsetting that it's taken this long and about three to four different sheriff administrations for somebody to finally get in there and really put some emphasis on finding out who this person was to get him off the streets. That was their main goal. Chatterall Carr is now behind bars. He's been booked into the Wood County Jail on $1 million bond. We'll keep an eye on this case. And Mar Lopez at CBS 19, thank you for talking to us. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. If you haven't already, check out the newest podcast from Vault Studios. It's called Intent, the Tex McIver case, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For The Daily Crime, I'm Will Johnson.